This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello, Dog Pound. This is the Oracle Speaks. I am your host, the Village Elliot. I will tell you about the past, present, and future of your Cleveland Browns. And specifically, I have an agenda item that demands immediate attention. This assumes that Joe Flacco will be the starting quarterback for the Browns against the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday. That announcement has not yet been made, but uh, at the time that this broadcast is being made, Dorian Thompson-Robinson is still in the concussion protocol, so it's looking like Joe Flacco may have to go a second time. But what kind of got me bent out of shape last week, a couple things, you know, I felt like coach fell in love with Joe Flacco too quickly. The man only had a week of practice before he had to actually play in the game. I think he needs more time, and the team needs more time, the receivers need more time. It's going to get better for Flacco the longer he plays, but he's still operating on just a little bit of time with the Cleveland Browns. He did not have training camp, did not have any game reps, and only a week or two of practice. That's not cool. So, the uh, running game just wasn't used very much against the Rams. Even though Jerome Ford gained yards against that team, they just didn't give him very many carries. I think he had nine carries, and uh, Kareem Hunt had seven. You know, they both made some yards against uh, the Rams, and they just didn't use the running game. Um, the thought was that the Rams were just loading up against the run and that they were going to be unstoppable, and uh, there was no chance of winning. Uh, just because of the defenses that were being presented where they were using eight and even nine men in the box. Um, I think there's a, a counter to that. You know, there's an old axiom in football that you got to make the other team stop you. You can't just uh, give up and assume that the other team can beat you. Want to see them actually stop the running game rather than us just say that, well, we can't run against this team. We're going to have to pass and pass and pass. 44 times is a very high number for any quarterback, and especially a guy that's been with a team for a week. I don't care if he is a uh, veteran who's played uh, 
I don't know what it is, 14, 15 years in the NFL, and he's got a Super Bowl ring to show for it. Been in many, many playoff games, beating the brains out of the Cleveland Browns many a time. But the lack of practice, uh, both the quarterback with the rest of the team and the rest of the team with the quarterback, it showed. It After watching the first half, the Rams figured out what he could do and what he couldn't do, and they were able to provide a defense against that in the second half. It wasn't it wasn't effective, really. They needed to have a more effective running game. So how do you do that? Well, whatever happened to Nick Harris? Nick Harris is the third tight end in some formations, and he's the fullback in some others. But against the Rams, where you really needed to use the running game, he had only... Uh, three touch, uh, three uh, snaps, pardon, not touches, but three snaps. Uh, remember, he's a blocking back as a fullback, which is common these days. Fullback does not run the ball, does not usually catch the ball out of the backfield, although I suppose they have some trick plays uh, here and there that Nick might touch the ball someday. But basically, he's a blocking back. That is a way that you can, you know, see if uh, our big guys can beat their big guys. And I think the Browns should try that and see if they can be stopped. And with that, uh, I want to have a commercial break. And I want to tell you uh, first about Freesound Music. That's the company that provides the introduction music for this broadcast. Uh, it's a free service. as royalty-free uh, doesn't cost anything. It's free to use. They have a voluntary donation, which I gladly pay. Throw them a few dollars in order to use that music. And it's really great for podcasts. So I'll just throw that out there. And let me pause for um, for Johnny Cleveland and the boys to add some commercials and make some revenue for the show. And thank you, everyone, for all the support that you've been giving us. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, and we are back. And so, yeah, I want to see. My feeling is is that the Browns lack identity on offense. I don't see how they can win if they are a mad passing team that throws the ball 44 times a game. I don't think it's going to end well. I think that the teams now, the other teams, have accumulated some film on Joe Flacco, and they know what plays the Browns will run against them, at least to an extent. Joe might have learned some new plays this week, but basically they know what he's going to do and how the Browns are going to come at them. They will game plan against Joe Flacco, and I think that it's just not going to work out well if they continue to put the ball in the air 44 times. Now, I think they did have... Uh, success with 
Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt on the ground. I don't know why they couldn't find more carries than nine and seven, respectively. I didn't think that was enough. Um, but I also think that they should have tried more plays with the fullback just to see what would happen. I think that uh, with Nick Harris, uh, it's uh, our big guys against their big guys, uh, man against man, and let's just see if they can stop it or not. Make them prove that they can stop uh, the heavy jumbo set. Don't just assume that it won't work and that they can always stop it and that it'll never gain more than five yards or whatever. Prove it. Uh, I think the Browns need to be a team that can gain yards on the ground and that they might very well be better than the Jacksonville Jaguars if they bulk up and put in an extra blocker, that that might be enough to tip the scales in their favor. Um, this is you know, not what most of the NFL teams do. Very few have a fullback anymore, but I think it's something that they need to try in order to help alleviate the burden from Joe Flacco. I just don't, I just don't see how the Browns can win by having our quarterback throw more passes than the other team's quarterback. I think it's going to result in turnovers and sacks, and it's just not going to be a good thing. Now, the longer it goes, the more experience that Flacco has with the Browns, game by game, I think he'll get better. But in his second game, with three weeks of practice, three weeks to get to know the wide receivers, the tight ends, the blocking patterns established by the offensive lines. He probably knows, what, 20 or 30 plays cold from the playbook. Uh, that may not be enough. And then also, you know, how much, how many plays does the offense know with the new quarterback? How well do the receivers know their responsibilities now with Joe Flacco compared to Dorian Thompson-Robinson, compared to Deshaun Watson, compared to P.J. Walker? These players are not quite interchangeable. This is not fantasy football where you just pick up a quarterback, stick him in the lineup, and have him perform on the first week. This is real life where it takes real people actual time to get used to one another. And I just am not enthusiastic about expecting instant results from a quarterback that hasn't played against real competition for more than a year, even though I'm sure that Joe Flacco still has it. I think he proved that. I said this a few times. Last season, when he played against the Cleveland Browns, he threw for over 300 yards, and he brought the New York Jets, those New York Jets, the New York Jets that don't know anything about playing offense, those New York Jets came from behind and snatched a victory away from the Cleveland Browns. And, you know, that one really stung, but it proved that Joe Flacco does have the ability to throw for a bunch of yards 
once he's got things figured out, I don't know that he's really got it figured out just by game two uh, of his Cleveland Browns career. I think that's asking an awful lot. I think that they need to find ways to develop the run and use that more effectively, get the ball into the hands of the running backs, you know, short passes. I do not think that this team is going to uh, win by trickery, trick plays, taking chances. I think that this is still a defensive team that will win by winning the turnover battle, hanging on to the football on offense, and causing turnovers on defense. Now, I think there's an open question about how strong the defense still is after receiving its share of injuries. And in particular, when you want to play man-to-man on defense, you better have some pretty good players on your starting 11 because where there's a weak spot, the opposing team will find it. And right now the Browns are not as strong as they were at the beginning of the season. So I think there is somewhat of a shift that the Browns are not as dominant defensively as they were. Nevertheless, the defense is stronger than the Cleveland offense and the game should be managed with that in mind. Minimize turnovers. Don't take these chances that risk additional turnovers for the offense. Don't rely on trick plays and uh, long bombs and you know surprise double reverse handoffs and stuff like that. Those kind of plays will lose games. We need to keep things simple. Uh, see if brute force will work. I think let's use that fullback. Let's use two tight ends. Let's see if the Jacksonville Jaguars can actually stop the jumbo offense. Let's not give up on it before we even test it. This, you know, again, I'll go back to the old axiom: make them stop it. Don't just give up on it because you think it won't work. Prove that they can stop the jumbo offense. And if they can't, and especially in the second half when the defenses get tired out a little bit, this could be a very effective weapon for the Browns. And I think using the fullback only for three plays the entire game when you've got a quarterback that's throwing the ball 44 times after a week of practice, that doesn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't. I think you need to do something to alleviate the stress on um, Kareem Hunt and Jerome Ford. Um, you know, I, well, actually, I should say this in a different way. That I think that they need to be able to run the ball. They really need more carries, not fewer, um, but that they can possibly gain more yards by having the additional big blockers. That's what I mean to say, that they can gain more yards with the big guys up front, perhaps. We'll see. I mean, you know, the defense will put in its big guys to try to stop it. And some people would say that, you know, you can't have the jumbo offense uh, when it's early downs because it doesn't gain that many yards on first down. And maybe that's true, but I think you need to have the other team 
prove it to you that they can stop it, not just give up and say that we can't make yards on the ground with the fullback. Maybe you can, and you ought to try that experiment. Prove it. Make the other team prove that they can stop your big guys before giving up on them. That's what I have to say. Uh, hope that the Browns will win. They're actually a one-point favorite now based on the assumption that Trevor Lawrence is not going to play and that C.J. Beathard is going to be the quarterback for the team. Um, so the franchise quarterback is worth four points. They were three-point favorites. Now they're one-point underdogs. The Jaguars are. I don't know. Does that make him a franchise quarterback? It's like basically a field goal. I don't know. I have my doubts about whether there is such a thing as a franchise quarterback, really. Yeah. But uh, I think that the backup quarterbacks are capable of executing a good game plan. And uh, as long as they play within themselves, they're a threat to win. We'll see what happens on Sunday. And it should be exciting one way or the other. And I'm looking forward to it. Hope you are too. Have a great weekend, everybody. God bless.